0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Well as the Archbishop of the Anglican Church in North America and as the Bishop of the Diocese of the South, it's a real joy and privilege to be here at Grace Church. Um, I don't know if you know that Grace has a reputation. It's a good reputation. And uh, it really is a privilege to be here. You're witness uh, throughout the Anglican Church in North America, and especially this part of the country. Uh, your service to the Lord, your uh, sharing of the faith, your example in how to lead a church is, is really wonderful. So, I thank you to Mike for your leadership in this place. Appreciate your friendship as well. And Dan and Gus, Deacon Luke, who's, who offered me hospitality. Uh, you're blessed with fine leaders. Um, I've been able to get to know Mike uh, more than the others. And um, if you ever want to hear about um, his trips to the mountain… Uh, which he doesn't want anybody to know, uh, feel free to ask, okay? (laughs) Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness to us in Jesus. And as we now come to his word, I ask that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and wills willing to obey. Open our hearts and work in our hearts. In Jesus' name and for his glory, we pray. Amen. Amen. Whatever is on the inside will come out. Whatever is on your inside will come out. Whether it's while we worship, how we live our lives before the Lord, what's on the inside of us will come out. In today's text from Matthew chapter 15, we find a group of individuals challenging our Lord Jesus on how he and his disciples were living their lives. And Jesus is quick to go to the heart of things, to cut to the chase, as we would say, and point out what's really real. So if you have your Bible, I wanna invite you to open with me to Matthew chapter 15. If you don't, there's one in the pew in front of you. Matthew chapter 15, and let's walk through this passage and see what it might have to say to us here in the 21st century. And the the reading we heard this morning is divided into two parts. The first part is the presenting issue. And the second part is the core issue. So let's start with the first part. Matthew chapter 15 verse 1, then the Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus. The Pharisees and scribes, these were religious leaders. Uh, the the scribes studied the scriptures and and could tell every nuance and, and insight into the scripture and Pharisees were religious leaders of the Jewish people so they come to Jesus all the way from Jerusalem and said why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders for they do not wash their hands when they eat Jesus answered them and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition for God commanded Honor your father and your mother. And whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father and mother. So, for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God, you hypocrites. Now these men have come all the way from Jerusalem to examine Jesus' teaching and his practice. And they don't like what they see. There are some parts of the oral tradition of the law which Jesus' disciples evidently don't seem to be abiding by. They're not following the ceremonial requirements in regard to washing one's hands. It's not that they were eating with dirty hands. That would be unsanitary. It's that they were not following the religious protocols which had been set up by the religious leaders. Jesus quickly points out by asking how they treat their parents, that they're not living their lives in accord. that they're actually living their lives in according to their traditions, but they're not living their lives according to God's Word. These guys are really, in reality, violating the fifth commandment about honoring one's father and one's mother. And rather than admitting their sin and their wrongdoing, they're actually justifying their sins and violating God's law. And in the meantime, making a big deal over here about these man-made traditions being violated. They were living their lives according to their tradition, not according to the word of God. Now don't hear me wrong, don't hear Jesus wrong. Traditions are not bad in themselves, But our focus is to be on God's Word, not our traditions. It's so easy to make our traditions more important than the Word of God. So Jesus cuts to the heart of the matter. No pun intended here, but in verse 8, he says this. This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. It's a matter of the heart. If our hearts are close to God, then we'll want to follow God's commandments. If our hearts are in tune with God, then we're going to want to do what He says. It's not that none of us are, are perfect. I mean, none of us are perfect. But when we're close to Him, when we're in relationship with Him, When we love him, we desire to do what pleases him. It's in the heart. Jesus then calls the crowd together, and he unpacks what he's been saying to these religious leaders from Jerusalem. Verse 10, and Jesus called the people to him, and he said, hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth this defiles a person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you not know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? And he answered, Every tree that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. What affects the soul, the real you, and our relationship with God is not what we put into the body, but what we allow in our hearts. Yes, what we put in the body affects the body. I mean, we're seeing this in a tremendous way today as we see all these chemicals and processed ingredients put into our foods and the effects they're having. But this is not what Jesus is referring to. He's referring to what defiles a person's soul. What can reflect, affect, our relationship with God and reflect on our eternity. Listen to how Jesus explains it, verse 15. But Peter said to him, explain this parable to us. And Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes through the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. What comes out of our mouth is a result of what's in our heart. And this, he says, can defile a person's soul. Jesus is saying that our sins flow from what's in our hearts, and this defiles us. He says evil thoughts — that's thinking bad things. Murder — that's killing someone. Adultery — having an affair with someone who's not your spouse. Sexual immorality. That same-sex sex, or premarital sex, or postmarital sex. Actually, the word here in the Greek is a word called porneo. It's the word we get pornography from. So I would add in this description of sexual immorality, pornographic sex. And then he says theft. Taking what is not rightfully, rightfully yours. That's stealing. Or false witness. Intentionally telling what is untrue about another person in order to hurt them. It's a false witness. And then slander. Intentionally telling what is true about another person in order to hurt them. These religious leaders were focusing on the outward. And Jesus is saying that it is what is going on inside of us that's important. What's happening in our hearts. One of my spiritual heroes was David Collins, and he said one time in a sermon, if the chalice gets knocked, what's in the chalice is going to come out. And when we're knocked in life, what's in the chalice is going to come out. It's what's going on inside, Jesus is saying, that defiles a person. In James 1.27, The apostle writes that our religion should be pure and undefiled. In Romans 8-7, the apostle writes about a conscience which has become weak and defiled and how bad that is. In Ephesians 4-13, the apostle writes that those who follow Jesus are to become more mature in their faith, more and more mature, and become like Jesus or more like Jesus. And in Hebrews 7, 26, we find how Jesus is. The apostle writes that Jesus was holy, innocent, and undefiled. See, the natural tendency of our hearts is toward thoughts and actions which defile us before the Lord. And through the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that what comes out of the heart is different. It's holy. It's godly. Remember when Jesus spoke of the Holy Spirit in John 7:37, he said, "Out of your innermost beings, being will flow rivers of living water." Out of our hearts, out of our inner person will flow God's river of life. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. So in this passage, Jesus is saying, first, tradition must yield to the Word of God. Our lives, our behavior, our worship, our relationships, our thoughts should all line themselves up with the Word of God. Or at least that's what we're aiming for. Why? Because our hearts And from our hearts and what's in our hearts, it can defile us. And if our hearts are saturated with the Word of God, then our words, our actions, our thoughts, our relationships, our worship will build up the soul, enlighten the soul, position the soul to live a pure and godly life before God. Now you and I spend a lot of time on the outward on the body. I mean chances are this morning you stepped in front of a mirror and you cleaned up and you made sure that you were presentable to others. I mean I know I wouldn't stand up here if I didn't feel like I was presentable. Let's work on the inward. That's what Jesus is saying here. Work on what builds up the soul that makes you presentable before God. Don't spend all your time and all your energy and all your emotional capacity trying to be right and presentable for others and not taking the time and the energy and the emotional strength and the emotional work and whatever it takes to make yourself presentable before God. We can wash our hands all we want. We can get cleaned up all we want. But if our hearts are not right, we become defiled. So this morning, some of you are here, and you're thinking, what in the world is he talking about? And and you've never come to a place where Jesus has become real to you, and uh, you've never asked him into your life, Uh, you've never accepted what he's done for you on the cross to forgive you of your sin, and you don't know what it's like to have your sins washed away. Like standing on the beach. And the and wave comes in and just washes all your little designs and all your, your artwork and everything. It just washes it all away. And that's what the blood of Jesus does. And perhaps you're here this morning and if you've never taken that step or never opened yourself to the possibility that, that God would forgive you, even you, and have a relationship with you, I want to invite you this morning to take advantage of this whole service and open yourself, open your life to Him. Some of you have done that years ago, but you began living life and you kind of put God on the shelf. And you're living life and and God's on the shelf and He's trying to get your attention, but you, you just won't listen. Maybe today is a time to listen, to make a new beginning, a fresh beginning, a time in which He can wash all the stuff away and make you undefiled again. Because he loves you. He cares for you. And he wants you to have a blessed life. But we like to live in our stuff, in our defilement. We have to choose to follow him. And so I just would like to have a time of prayer and invite you wherever you're at to, to get right with the Lord, whatever that means in your context. Let's pray together.